It's a short reading that leads to a deep well, and it's the second to last paragraph. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. So, Paul, if you could just uh, talk a little bit about your experiences with that. You'll have to unmute yourself, Paul. Paul, alcoholic. Um, hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you fine. All right, fine. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, there's the statement in the big book. Obviously, they must have seen it in their own lives. Uh, by the quote by that Herbert Spencer about uh, contempt prior to investigation. So uh, what does that mean in my own experience is that you don't investigate. <laughs> you just, the contempt is you think you know, and that's that. And, uh, and obviously inhibits our growth through the effects of the program because basically one of the aspects they call of the disease is it's a disease of perception so it's a d it's a disease of living from from conclusions that aren't conclusive you know so these things it's just a normal uh blind spot most of us have which is we take we believe in something without knowing it or not knowing it. We just take it for granted in a sense. So, uh, you know, like I know best concerning my own life. And obviously that was proven to be wrong. So, yeah, uh, in my own experience, uh, AA allowed me to go into a lot of other topics that I wouldn't have any, uh, <laughs> there would have been no way <laughs> uh, I don't see cocaine addicts as as uh, as ardent uh, readers. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't one of the effects it had on me. Uh, <laughs> So I got sober. I remember uh, San Francisco, started to go to meetings, started to feel better. And then my head, in some respects, was coming out of my ass. And I reviewed like what was the best aspect of my previous life, uh, entering this new life of recovery. And there was a period uh, though rather short, it was a few years, but it's pretty profound. Uh, when I was like 20, 19 or 20, I was on a, a, a pre-probation program. 
from 17 to 20, which uh, kept me under surveillance. I still was getting, still acting out, but I had to act out usually in sh in the shelter of people. I couldn't be doing it outside much or walking around the streets. So uh, one of my friends got involved in a meditation, a spiritual group, and he came back and he was a good friend of mine and sang the praises of it. And I went and heard some people speak and I got initiated into this form of meditation. And I discovered that I actually probably wasn't really in the realm of being a real addict yet because wanting to, to know God was a substantial enough reason to curtail my using, which I had no idea there was anything available like that. But that urge for some kind of uh, completion through a spiritual avenue, you know, was sufficient enough to, you know, I drank maybe three Heinekens in four years and uh, didn't do any narcotics or any other drugs. From, so from 20 to 24, I was deeply enthused by seeking, spiritual seeking. So I got introduced to a lot of different things. And so when I came back into life from AA and when I was 36 years old, you know, I tried to go back to like what worked in this life because not much had. And that period seemed to be a, a beacon, you know, in my dark history, so to speak. So I started to... Uh, attempt to learn and especially at one of the suggestions in the program to improve our conscious contact with this presence is prayer and meditation. So I decided uh, to try to go to do meditation again. And so I read different books and all of this really furthered the principles and the way of life of AA. They didn't replace the way of life of AA. But I think uh, the way of life of AA is a pretty large umbrella and there's a lot of other possibilities that the way of life of, avails us to, yeah? And uh, I think it's stupid of us to withhold other possibilities that will enhance the illumination that the way of life of recovery is bringing into our lives. So, um, uh, yeah. So I tried, you know, I found some stuff and basically uh, AA led me to t other topics that brought a much clearer illumination of the problem. Yeah, I mean, I could see the manifestations of how self had defeated me by doing the inventory and seeing my role in things. But I didn't see... Until I did the disease or the real, the disease of obsession with self, this mental addiction to this idea of being Paul. I didn't, I did, I didn't have any clue that that was really the cause of the irritability, restlessness, and discontent. I had no idea. And uh, AA brought me to that understanding, and then other things illuminated that understanding and I had an event, a very clear one, that was one of those turning points in recovery. It's not the, 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 
there isn't just one turning point. There's a lot of turning points. A lot of them have have the direction of turning towards the light. So there's a lot of these turning points. And one of them was recognizing uh, with a lot of sense feltness as a verification uh, that this idea of self is really a foreign pathogen, so to speak. It's an idea that's not homegrown. It sort of got developed in the head, the brain, <laughs> and its idea of me became me, so to speak. And all the yapping in the head was re wasn't really reinforcing what I am. It was reinforcing what I'm not, this idea of me. And that idea of me was very uncomfortable to wear, you know, I had it was very tight in certain areas and made me feel very irritable, restless, and discontent. And so I constantly pursued to try to get out of it, yeah, by any means possible. First, it was, you know, when I was young, reading science fiction and Edgar Allan Poe and stuff. Then it became drinking heavily, quickly followed by drugs, and then arriving at what drug would change how I felt the fastest and what uh, way of taking the drug would bring about the quickest result. So I became an intravenous drug user, basically, because I was trying to get out of how I was feeling and who I was feeling as quickly as, I, as possible. And that demand was so uh, strong that I fell into a category of an alcoholic or an addict, which is I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow uh, not to feel uncomfortable now. Yeah. And that basically was the theme of my life. So that's why this idea of non-duality just grew in my life from the recognition that self is foreign to me because the whole premise of non-duality is I'm, I am what I'm looking for. And in active addiction, that was the exact opposite. I did not want to be what, what I was or thought I was. And I was looking for any means to get out of it. So it's been a completely, uh, it's been a huge, turning point and a complete turning around and uh you know these ideas that didn't come from the program but landed and grew in the space that the program afforded me you know because i needed to be sober first and foremost i needed to recover from certain conditions and circumstances and then a lot of these ideas i got introduced to while sober, but not through the program of AA, had, had the space and the strength to grow. And all, they, all they've done is actually further illuminate uh, recovery and the way of life of being sober, the habit of being sober. So, yes, uh, like, the, like the reading said, yes, there's, there's a lot of value that can be introduced to our way of life that doesn't come from the big book and stuff like that. But it will definitely illuminate the big book and things. Yeah, so uh, 
Yeah, there you go. I'm so happy to be in the habit of being sober. It's like normal life. I don't have, it's not like I'm trying to be sober. It's not like I'm afraid I'm not going to be sober. It's just uh, the habit of being sober is fucking awesome because you'd have to, you know, it's in a way, a lot of times you go to meetings and what gets provoked is an, a gratitude for what's absent in your life, which seems to be present in other people who are sharing. And it's just such a fucking great, uh, it's not even relief anymore. It's a whole different world. Yeah, where relief is is expressed and and brought out so easily because it's already here. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. I don't know if I hit any point of what we were talking about, but there you go. I don't see any hands up. Can you talk a little bit about uh, meditation? In the past, you've said that you did it and uh, that some people it's difficult to, to sit quietly, but they can uh, use mindfulness or, or, or awareness uh, during activity, like, like walking meditation or doing the dishes or whatever. And did you have to go through the silent meditation in order to experience meditation during activity, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think some people, that's how it goes. Um, I'm not a, you see, the whole point of step 11 is, is, is to improve one's conscious contact. It isn't to become a meditation master. Yeah. Sobriety is pretty free range after the, you know, the establishment of the habit of being sober. And there's going to be, your idea of what it's like to improve one's conscious contact is going to change as you stay sober. It's going to be much more expansive than two things I have to do, which is prayer and meditate. You're going to, it's going to open up usually, I feel. And I think, I think most people have something they love that is is a constant improving one's conscious contact. Maybe it's going in the water, maybe it's sitting in the, maybe it's gardening, maybe whatever. I have no idea. You do, you know what that passion is. Uh, so, but in the beginning, I had a really, what needed to be done was breaking the unconscious contact I was in all day. Yeah. So, because I was completely uh, <laughs> living uh, a life narrated and, and decisions were being made from self. Yeah. So I was in a, I was in an unconscious contact <laughs> that was constantly improving itself. By every time it offered me a solution, which was drinking and using, it was improving that unconscious contact. So I'm in the same, really the same activity, but with a different intent, which is to improve my conscious contact with that consciousness. Yeah, not that 
unconscious idea of being Paul, but a conscious living presence. Yeah. So, yeah, I did the meditation. It took me a couple of years to make it a steady, uh, a daily uh, activity, because I was so, I was un, I was suffering the consequences of a long-term unconscious contact. <laughs> it really was. So I was truly out to lunch. So I needed to start doing some formal shit and meditation because of my past experience. I went back to it. And it took about three years, really, of, of checking it out. And there's so many methodologies which I fell upon. You know, there's the basic Zen, which is not doing anything, just following the breath and stuff. And then there's Vipassana, which has gotten very popular, which is many forms of meditation in the Buddhist uh, world. And Vipassana I did quite a lot of, and I went to retreats uh, on, long-term retreats. And these things uh, will bring about a certain peace of mind where a lot can be revealed, yeah? Because a lot gets obscured by an agitated mind, yeah? Yeah, so, uh, but other people who aren't really drawn they're too anxious. They're like nervous types. The meditation, I wouldn't uh, torture myself to try to sit. You can walk around. You can do it by walking in the nature. You can use prayer more, whatever. But let's not believe there's only two saddles to improve our conscious contact. It's, it's, it's when you're in conscious contact, which I believe is our inherent state, just knowing that affords everything that you're doing the ability to improve that conscious contact. Yes? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a believer that I'm... Uh, that I, as Paul, have to acquire a spiritual condition and then maintain it as Paul. I see that I, I don't believe I am Paul and that I am a spiritual condition is basically my sense, yeah? So improving my conscious contact uh, isn't determined by uh, specific activities, yeah? I'm awake to being awake, yeah? So, so as long as I'm alive, it lends itself to me being aware that I'm aware, yeah? It's just that simple. And uh, so, now did anything I do bring me to that point? It may look like it, but I don't really believe it. I believe I've never not been that point, tell you the truth, yeah? I All I really feel is what needs to be diminished is a mental condition, yeah? And then, uh, the inherent spiritual condition just becomes obvious, that's all. It's not like it becomes, it is, it becomes obvious to us because we're up the ass of self, which is an extreme mental condition, yeah. So when your head pops out of the, the mental condition represented by the ass of self, 
something becomes obvious to one, which is a quote-unquote newfound spiritual condition, which isn't a newfound condition. It's the condition, yeah? <laughs> I don't believe we become a spiritual condition. I, can't, I believe we are a spiritual condition, yeah? So, whatever. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Andy has a question. I'm going to ask you to unmute, Andy. Andy, come in, Andy. I'm coming in, Paul. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Um, meditation, it was broken down for me to the other day. Um, it's active listening throughout the daytime. Um, it's not that, Paul. Um, I finished the detox off not so long ago, and I seem I cannot get out of self. It doesn't matter what I do, helping others, doing service, I cannot get out of help. Except seeing a divine proctologist, I don't know what to do. Have you got any ideas? Well, just sit with that. See what it reveals you. Yeah. Maybe you're not the self that wants to get out of self. Yeah. Can you, ex can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, yeah. See, when self, Paul, identifies <laughs> as this mental image, runs into the, the fact that it can't get out of self, it's very, very uh, disheartening for self. But for Paul, it's really a hallelujah. Now, because what will happen is there'll be a loss of interest in the activity of self trying to get out of self. You'll see it, that it doesn't work. It won't work. It hasn't worked. And there's a great relief in that. Yeah. So, yeah, as Andy, you're fucked. And therefore, you're not, because you're not that Andy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Is that Every, what? Is that? Sorry, sorry. Deny that, trying to put it off, trying to fucking, you know, use the next plan to get out of self as self, just furthers the frustration and the disappointment and the anger, because self can't get out of self. Yeah. Why it keeps continuing is because one aspect of that is called Andy. So Andy, yes. a.k.a. self, truly believes as Andy it can escape self. You can't because you're not Andy. You're self in a way. You're identified as self. Therefore, for all intents and purposes, you are self called Andy and Andy, a.k.a. self, can't get out of self. That, did, that wasn't a proclamation. That was an observation of people in the program who had that realization because they re finally realized they, as whoever they were calling themselves to be, worse was the activity of self trying to get out of self. Yeah? And it doesn't work. Nor will it work, nor has it worked. Yeah. So I just so I just sit with it then and give up. No, I don't mean give up, just sit with it. 
sit with it or get up with it or whatever, but just recognize. So when you see the, the activity that's fucking whipping you into another way of trying to get out of self, <laughs> you'll finally, you'll see the, the root of the problem, which is the, is, which is the act of being identified as self. Yeah. So the problem trying to get out of the problem is truly the root of the problem. Right. Yeah. You're just yeah. seeing a problem that you've been trying to get out of, which is a beginning point. You're not seeing it's the problem that's seeing the problem it's trying to get out of. Yeah. Okay. I'll so try. Now, and you recognize, Jesus Christ, basically my whole day is really the theme of Paul, aka self, trying to get out of self. And I keep recognizing the failure of that, but it keeps doing it. It keeps, it doesn't submit, it doesn't surrender to the fact that self can't get out of self. And truly, I don't believe it will tell you the truth. I believe one moment you'll see you're not self. Yeah. And now, and then maybe you'll realize what I was hoping for as a goal based on my efforting and, and actions to get out of self is an inherent fact because I'm not in self. Hallelujah. In other words, I don't have to have a, I don't have to acquire a spiritual condition. I am a spiritual condition. Yeah. It's a totally different way of looking at it completely. And it's worked with me. That's why I come to these talks. If it didn't work, it would just been another novel idea that turned into self trying to get out of self. But when I saw I wasn't this idea of self, I then all of self trying to get out of self was explained in a second. I saw it. This is the main activity of the bondage of self is self trying to get out of self. So <laughs> nothing has worked, obviously. Why? Because self can't get out of self. It's not because you didn't do enough or that and that. It's just <laughs> what you're not can't get out of what you're not. It just doesn't work. So oh, I will sit with it then. I'll be back on Thursday if it hasn't changed. Okay. Yeah, good, good. Thank you, mate. We'll be exactly the same on Thursday. That you can count on. That oh, you shit. can count on. We're not going anywhere. Because I have had, I am in a relief that knows no bound. And it didn't come from me getting out of fucking anything. It didn't. So, yeah, come on Thursday, come on Tuesday, come to 2024, go back from to 2011. It's the same old, same old message. Because it is the message. Yeah. The root of the problem is knowing it or not, you're in the act of being identified as something that you're not, and everything, all your decisions, all your conclusions, all your historical ideas are rooted in that fact, which is not a fact. Yep. Thank you.
Thank you. Don't come to the meeting. And I can guarantee you, if you don't come to the meeting, the same message was at that meeting. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, nice one, mate. Thanks, Andy. Uh, Tanya, you're up next. I'm going to ask you to unmute. Hello. Hello. So, um, I, I don't know if I can, like, really try to get across what I want to, but um, I'll do the best that I can. So you, you talked about a, a habit of being sober and that I, I love that because I feel that this is a habit too. Like I feel that this mechanism that we call mind it, it has like an energy to it. And as that collapses or as that starts being seen as fictional, right? Like it, it, it's important to come to these talks because something happens that I don't know exactly how it happens, but more and more this, this, this intelligent energy that we are starts really kind of defragmenting from that that energy system of mind that, that's happening, it it seems to like loosen up more and more and more. And I and I realize like I, that's why I come. Like sometimes I don't even know why I show up at these meetings because I I know I've heard the message, right? I think a lot. I've heard a lot of people say that here, but I think what it is is that there's it's not me doing this. It's 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 who I really am making me come to these things to there's a scene that happens. I can't really explain it, but I, I was cooking right now, listening to you and thinking, Oh my God, like there's just, then I had no words, but um, there's just something that's happening. Um, and it like bypasses my mind. Exactly. It bypasses my mind. But when you said that it, that there's a habit, it's a habit being sober this is a habit too. We've been in the habit of thinking we're a person. Yes. And we're not. No. Yeah. I so. think you're doing a great job. You've captured uh, what I humbly hope occurs here. You captured it rather well. You, yeah. thank you so much for I understand now why there's satsangs. You know, I used to think, why do people keep going to this these satsangs when they're not getting, like, they're not getting it. I used to think that several years back, but we can't yeah. question what people are doing. It, there's different things that work for different people. And I just, I really appreciate you doing this because um, this is, this is, this is being seen finally. I. And I'm, I'm very grateful. So thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes. You don't need to know. That's the beauty of it. So much stuff gets revealed. Our inordinate uh, reliance or honoring knowing. Yeah? yeah. Being is such a much different dimension. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, demonstrate any thought or effort whatsoever. And there's no need to retain anything or, 
you know, gather it and put it in a safe space. It doesn't. It's just, uh, it brings about a, a, a whole system-wide relief that the system itself, because it works with particulars and this and that, misses it. It misses it completely. Yeah. It thinks it has to get to be okay by doing and having shit. It doesn't entertain the idea it can start doing and having shit from okayness. Yeah. Just doesn't, it doesn't compute. And it's a failed system. There's nothing right or wrong with it. It just doesn't, it doesn't, what's behind it, which is us, is so much, has such a much larger spectrum than black and white and yes and no and this or that. Yeah. <laughs> we can see, uh, we can, uh, our seeing can be lent through many, many lenses, not a, just a black or white lens. You know, very, either I do this or I don't, or I do that. No, life is not like that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can be directing tons of people in a job and be directed by spirit. Yeah. You can, it's all, it's just a, it's truly like we used to use the example of uh, we're like marathon runners stuck in a mental closet. We're just, <laughs> we need, uh, no matter how many laps we do in the closet, it doesn't bring the exhilaration of just running a long way. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's just, it's not satisfying for what we are of. Yeah. To be, to be held in a rigid fundamental, uh, condition where something that you know gets introduced to an idea and it's ivy like growing on a wall after a while the ivy has taken over the role of the wall yeah it's just beautiful so i thank you you captured the spirit of what we're attempting to communicate thank you very much yeah thank you thank you tanya uh, Stefan, you're up next. It's been very good lately, the talks, because a lot of people's shares have really captured, I feel, the spirit of how I, I don't know how to say it, but the spirit that I'm in uh, during the Zooms. Yeah, it's just awesome. It's been a very interesting couple of weeks of the Zooms. We've been brought to a lot of lovely... Uh, points that you can really oh it's just like a drop from that fountain just enthuses you for a lifetime it's so it's unbelievable so yeah very uh it's cool it's been cool lately thank you next yeah kaiser walter Stefan, you're up next uh, thank you. Uh, hey, Paul, I think it's been answered uh, what you've been sharing and everybody else. Thank you, though. Oh, thank you. Good to see you on having never left. Truly, Stefan is uh, yeah, the standard bearer of on having never left. Yes. All right, then, Carl, anyone else? Uh, no other questions. Wow, that's that's cool. Well, we can end early if we want.
in the big book, it talks about, uh, you know, being. That's the question. <laughs> what was that? When we threaten to leave early, that usually gets a question going. <laughs> ah, Lebowski. Come on in, James. Uh, Lebowski. Show yourself. Hey, hey, my friend, can you guys hear me okay? Yep. I'm here. I can't see you, but we can I'm hear not you. Sure. Um, I'm on an old device, though, so I didn't. Okay, cool. Well, I just wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to reaffirm what uh, the gal just said, because I kind of drifted away from regular attendance um, under the assumption that, okay, I've gotten what I need. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but um, there's something about the way the head works its way back up the ass. I don't know how it can get up there without you feeling it happening, but there's a once it's happened, you know, um, you know, it's happened. And uh, I just, I just want to say thank you because I, I literally had one of those moments where I realized the tie in between attaching the my to whatever's going on, say label it anxiety, but attaching the my to it, <laughs> making it my anxiety and then doing what, you know, we've talked about before giving it all the meaning it has for the me which i then all of a sudden get to realize i can't prove that even exists and i'd have just been galloping along under the assumption that it does if i hadn't have um been drug in here <laughs> or been lucky enough to have tripped and fallen in here and heard this message and then considered it and felt the relief that comes with it. So I, I just wanted to say thanks. I was afraid you're going to leave early. <laughs> thanks, James. Yeah, That's all I got. Pleasure to see you. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, if there's any feeling that you've lost the, the thread, the thread hopefully will always be made available. So yeah. Yeah. That that's one of the points. Yeah. It grows after a while. Sometimes it'll take you 30 seconds of listening. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, again, you get into the habit of being awake, so to speak. So all the stuff, all the mental activities that are that's implying something different, they don't gain much uh, traction. Yeah, because you're in the habit of being awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even when the head tells you it's up in the ass of self, you're not in this, you're not in the habit of believing it anymore. Yeah. So let it stay up in the ass of self. It's a nice place for it. <laughs> then you'll know where its location is because you're definitely not up the ass of self <laughs> so it's nice that it's told us where it is because we're not that <laughs> really it's so used to pontificating it like it's like an act of triangulation 
and it's so under the assumption that it always works because it used to, it doesn't know what to deal with when the host becomes awake to its presence. Yeah. Yeah. The whole table shift then. The whole, the whole pecking order is based on us being in con con unconscious contact with it. Really. When that starts changing, it's, uh, the game is over. It doesn't, it, it will never admit that, admit that, but the game is basically over. Once you become awake, which you are now, yeah, and you see what you're not, uh, it just lends, lends itself to more of that. You see more of what you're not, and if you're in recovery, you can bring what you see to step six and seven. And let all that storage space start being used for some living growth, yeah? Let all those old ideas, which are based on the one who has all the old ideas, weaken because you're not the one who had the old ideas. That's the oldest idea of them all, yeah? All this starts to weaken. And then what happens? Things change. And you're expressing different conditions than you used to. And you observe that. And so now you have come to believe that something that was already so is so now, which is you're awake. Yeah? You've never not been awake. Yeah? If you're constantly awake to selfing, you'll be in unconscious contact. Yeah? It's the awakeness to the selfing that produces the sense of being a self. Now the awakeness is in the habit of being awake to awakeness. That's all. Hallelujah. Yeah. You feel that presence. You completely realize something has done for you what you can't do for yourself. And so you just keep on expanding on that. And you travel lighter as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And you have incredible ability to enjoy peace of mind. Yeah. All those things it described, you know, the problem doesn't exist for you right now. Fucking hallelujah. And you have the enjoyment of knowing that. Yeah. It's not enough for the problem not to exist as you because that's the condition, truly. The problem has never existed as you. But to be able to enjoy that is the awakeness, yeah? You are now awake to the fact that the problem truly has never existed as you. Never. Ever. Yeah? You're awake to that fact. So now you have an experience from there that the, uh, the, the problem doesn't exist for you. Because it doesn't exist, nor has it ever existed as you. It just kept telling us it did. Yeah? It's assumed that it did. It always acts as if it did, but in fact it never was. Hallelujah. Yeah? What you come to has always been the case. What you arrive at 
through this life has always been the case. You have always been of a spiritual nature. Yeah. What needed to be diminished was the mental condition, truly. Yeah. It's over, it overrode its boundaries. Yeah. It started to represent all of us at the expense of what we actually are. Yeah. Mm. We've lived through it. We're not dead. So now we have the opportunity to recover from that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah. Hallelujah. Good to see you, James. Always, yeah. Thanks, James. Thanks, Paul. Uh, up next is Justin. Hello, Paul. Uh, thank you um, for your message, sharing this again. Uh, I, I do wonder, like, like, can you pinpoint uh, one specific um, moment where, where this became so clear for you that you can see like uh, there is a, a time before that point where, the, where I was identified as Paul and there is clearly a life after that moment. And, 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 and no, I also- No, I'm not a believer of that, no. No, no, no. okay. No, no, but, no. But, but my head makes a story of Paul and, 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 and a few things included is like there seemed to be a really a radical energy shift in you, like a Kundalini awakening. I don't know how you call it, but- Yeah, but that doesn't, like, all those are expressions of something. Yeah. The expressions aren't necessary to uh, to authenticate the something. Yeah, I, I believe so. But still, if I look at the, the teachers that inspire me, I can see all, all of them at like really a radical, radical thing, like not like uh, living lighter every day a little bit, but it seemed to be a radical shift. And I, and I still can see that somewhere in your life story. There is, I believe, some critical shift some at some point well yeah there was yeah i got i was struck sober that was one of them i got struck sober you know what struck means can you hear me i think we lost them yeah, thank you. Yeah, oh. I'm uh, I'm muted. Oh, all right. So I understand what you say. Yeah. But the thing at the point is, I don't want to go into those. No. Uh, those examples, because I've learned that people will use what's yeah. said to to disqualify themselves from a previous condition. I'm yeah. not. I don't care how anything. I don't care how or how how something arrived because what arrived has told me it's always been this way. So did it actually arrive? So I'm not a big proponent of speaking about the phenomena that seem to be an expression of something. Yeah. I much rather 
stay on the message, which is to recognize what you're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that, that. That's what I feel you very much as well. That what you say, and I think that's another marker that that still you are uh, you are at the you have something. Uh, well, yeah. But for if me, whatever, it's a second I, hand whatever hand. has I, me, whatever has me is readily available for anyone everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can see that and I realize that when I sit uh, nice and cozy in my house, but when something happens in the street, then I can uh, really see what I do understand and what not. And I think, like uh, like some teachers say, that's where the rubber hits the road. That's uh, yeah. Yes. Well, this is why by entertaining these ideas, I find uh, a broad way of of describing it is there'll be a traveling lighter while you're walking in the streets. Yeah. Whatever those streets are in this action figure life, not caused by the action figure, but expressed by the action figure. Yeah. Something has happened that outshines circumstances and situations so that your most precious conditions need to be in a contrived controlled environment that's not true yeah what you are outshines circumstances and, and conditions do circumstances and conditions still have effects of course they do you're in an experiential event <laughs> this is a dreaming and the dreaming has wallops and impacts but what will allow this idea that we're sharing will allow a traveling lighter through whatever life has in store for you as this action figure. To me, this has a broad application. Yeah. Me talking about Kundalini and all this stuff, a lot of people are going to feel like they've been uh, left out and that they're going to have to go through some incredible, profound event for the obviousness to be forever recognized. I don't believe it's true. I don't. So I try not to emphasize any of that. No. Yeah. I don't because I saw what happened when I was at top at satsangs for people that don't know what satsang is. They're a, they mean association with truth and stuff, but there are a lot of, uh, certain, uh, avenues of spirituality, the meanings that they hold are, are described as satsangs. Sat means truth and sang means association with truth, association with. So in Hindu, satsang, yeah? So satsangs, people would describe the day they woke up, yeah? And I use the example of like the person was in Walmart on Wednesday morning on October 11th walking through the appliance section and suddenly a toaster fell off the third shelf and hit him on the head and at that moment they woke up now they share that innocently and then um, a lot of the people that hear them go to fucking walmart have someone knock the toaster over on october 11th or whatever with the hopes that they'll reproduce the experience 
the effect as if that that effect was the cause of the awakening. It didn't cause awakening. It's how and a recognition of something came about, but it didn't cause any freaking awakening. The awakening is always awake. Yeah? So if you believe, oh, this is, has to happen, you're caught in the limited view of this world. Nothing has to happen. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And then, and therefore anything can happen. You could read a telephone book and wake up. Yeah, that could have been your profound moment, yeah? So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not denying anything, but I just don't like the affirmation of it because the way the mental state hears it, it separates itself from the possibility, yeah? yeah. I'm never going to go to India. I'm never going to do tantric yoga, uh, you know, whatever. I can't even go to Walmart. There isn't one nearby. <laughs> can't even go to Walmart and get hit with the toaster. So uh, I just know the head. And the head is always looking for uh, out. <laughs> it always wants to put all the emphasis on the messenger and 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 uh, dismiss the message, you know? So it's just something that I've, I don't know. I just, I've seen it. I've been in a seat assignment of sharing stuff for years and I've seen some of the pitfalls of it and I've seen some things that work, yeah? And I attempt to just stick with what works. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not denying all that, yeah? But, uh... And would you say, uh, you call it living uh, lighter, but it, it can also be like, uh, like, you don't have a defense mechanism anymore. So any, everything will hit you harder, maybe. And uh, can it we say may, like, but there's no you that it hits harder. See, that's yeah, the beauty yeah. of it. See, there's yeah. a loss. See, you're not going to have Kundalini for 40, 50 years. Probably not. You're not going to have, if you had an epiphany every, every day, it would become ordinary. See, these, these things have a unique... Uh, meaning because they're infrequent, yes? But the, the sense of awakeness isn't infrequent, yeah? Yeah. It's readily always available at all times. But yeah? still, I think do, you have to be ripe for it because some people will go to the loony bean when they wake up, they just, uh, they, they lose their mind or something happens and they end up in the psychic hospital or... Well, listen, if you may see me as a somewhat of an authority, my diagnosis of everyone here, everyone is right for it right now. Yeah. Because you are it. <laughs> you as Justin or me as Paul may not be right for it ever, really. <laughs> but what you are is completely right for it. Yeah. See, that's the whole point. See, Paul is always looking for specialness. Paul is always looking. It's I don't want it to be a public open door. I want it to be a special door with nine locks. And I have the only one with the key. You know what I mean? There's no, this is the gateless gate. There's no gate. This is the open secret. How can there be a secret if it's open? Exactly. Yeah. 
Our inherent condition is the condition. <laughs> and could you uh, uh, describe this as a, a little death that you went through, like a dying process? It seemed like that Kundalini awakening cut you killed almost. Yeah, of course. But hey, you know, there's a lot of deaths of a lot of lives. When someone gets sober, there's a death in a sense for the active being the addict. Yeah. And then there's a rebirth as another expression. Yes, of course. Yeah. I think it's happening quite a lot. People, because they see themselves as a long lasting, independent, separate thing, but you've had many lives probably in this one life. Yeah. This has, this has been a number of them. Yeah. So basically in this one life, we get a lot of lives, man. So <laughs> the whole thing is the disease of the mental state will travel and claim to be the one who has all these lives. That's what I'm interested in is the act of the mental identification happening so quickly with most people not noticing it. Yeah. And so basically, that which was demonstrated in epiphany, as soon as it's cast as you had the epiphany, you've missed the whole message of an epiphany. <laughs> really. So you can be a great haver of tons of epiphanies, but as that, you've lost the message of the epiphany. There's nobody here. There's no long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get down to it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> what weakens is you lose interest in the need to be liberated because that which you're not is the only thing that needs to be liberated. And you're not that, yeah? You lose interest in a lot of these fanciful fucking odysseys. You lose complete interest. And what happens? Find out, yeah? Find out, but uh, you'll finally be in your own fucking life. That is for sure. Yeah, you'll be here completely, yeah? Whatever this here is, you're here completely. Yeah. And still, uh, some people say you have to want this more than anything else. And and now I, I like to listen to you, but when I walk in the street uh, nine of the ten times, I'm interested in uh, the next female or uh, I'm interested in the story of Justin. And so that awakeness don't, don't have any chance to reveal itself in, in the most well, let's see. Why not? Why not just use that female to employ? To, is to look at is there a Justin that wants to meet that female, or is there just the wanting to meet a female? Yeah, everything can be. Everything can be used. You don't have to be in contrived situations. You've got the understanding now. Question. Question Justin, not question wanting a girl. Question Justin, because that's what's being implied 
That's what's being presupposed to be before the wanting the female. That's the selfing. And you're speaking from the selfing. You're thinking you're just assuming it's Justin that wants the female. That's what we're pointing out here. That assumption, that just moment-to-moment -moment assumption is really the bondage of self. Yeah? Because everything that happens is chained to the idea that it's Justin, that had, that had a lot to do with it, and it's not true. Yeah? There's just wanting a, to meet a female. There's just not wanting this. There's just all this shit. Where does it come... Where was it pontificated that it's Justin that wants to meet a female? That's all made up. Yeah. That has more value in day-to-day -day living than 20 epiphanies, to tell you the truth. Because the epiphanies, when they seem to end, they're being claimed to imply Justin once again. I'd much rather see the mental activity that's claiming my life than to have tons of peak experiences in my life. I would. It has more value, tell you the truth. Yeah? yeah. Thank you. That's what happened. I went to satsang and I saw something. I saw something that was happening and I couldn't put words to it, which is there was a mental claiming of being the one who was hearing about there is no one. <laughs> and so it was totally defeating the message that I was listening to, taking myself to be the one who was listening to it. I saw it, yeah. And I haven't not seen it ever since. And to me, the seat assignment that, that I'm sitting in right now is to point that out. And so we do, over and over and over. Because <laughs> I don't see any value in moving from this point if you don't see this point. I don't. I don't give a shit how many peak experiences you've accumulated. It doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't. Yeah? As soon as if there's an act of the mental state claiming to be the one who had the peak experiences, the peak experiences have been put to a nefarious use to reinforce the idea of Justin. And so Justin isn't getting out through the peak experiences. It's actually building a bigger Justin, really. Yeah. yeah? If you don't see that, you're going to be the effect of it. I guarantee that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Ramana Maharshi, the godfather of non-duality, in mm -hmm. a way, points it out and says it in so many different ways, the same idea. There's, in a weird way, I'm paraphrasing, there's a mental taking ourselves to be something other than we are and parading and living a life based on that assumption. So everything that happens in the life of Paul is being claimed to imply that it's Paul that it's doing it or is it being happened by it. Yeah? It is a mental narrative. It is an interpretation. And it is at the expense of living. Yeah? 
you don't feel alive, you're hoping you'll feel alive when you get to Hawaii. Or when you hit that 30-foot fucking wave. Or you fornicate with that lovely model. Yeah? Now aliveness is put off as something we're going to do and have when we are. Yeah? I'm more interested in that than uh, Kundalini events. <laughs> I am, seriously. And I've been in Kundalini events. And I've been in peak experiences. And I'm telling you, the real value is in the day-to-day -day living, yeah, of being awake to being awake. That simple, yes? To yeah. me, that's the, that's the value beyond all value. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. It's nice to see you. Thank you, Justin. Um, next question is from Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Hey, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a made-up name. I just, <laughs> I really want to, <laughs> I really want to thank you uh, so much uh, for the laughter. Uh, it, that's literally a, a, a shot put, uh, that brought me to this, uh, particular, uh, point in time. I was, I was at a satsang and a, and a man got up and no matter what he fired at the speaker, he'd just go, and he looked like a, uh, a, a Kung Fu master. He'd just go, nothing, nothing, nothing. And this guy just kept talking and he just kept saying nothing nothing, nothing. And I don't know what happened. I just know that it worked. And I went into this fit of laughter. I don't know uh, how long it lasted. I was on the ground. It was absolutely um, amazing. And I, I came up out of myself and this thing happened where I was beside myself. I mean, you know, we've heard that said a lot, or I have growing up and it was like, I was, I was beside this thing, literally beside this thing. And it was like, holy shit, you know? And then that was hilarious. And for a long time, uh, I, I lived with that hilariousness and I more or less, well, it was more or less done for me that it would, it would stand to wraps because I, I saw or the experience was is however you talk, that's how life was moving. And I was alone with it for a long time. And uh, it's just come to the forefront uh, on a Zoom meeting. And um, then I heard about another meeting and I went and you spoke. And it just, the sheer laughter of the insanity of it because I would read the big book and I'd think, what the hell's a self? You know, selfie, self-will. And my, the, the name Ruby is not beside that. It doesn't say self-Ruby or selfie Ruby or self-bondage. or But I knew that it was self-bondage because I was hell-bent on fixing this shit. Because at young age, they were like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I cuss, right? And I can't go a lot of places to cuss the way I cuss. So it was like, 
doomed to be self totally. And I just really, really, really appreciate the fact that life put you this way in life because the relief and the, and the joy and the being able to go somewhere and just have that freedom to be. And I don't need to know. I don't need to know. You reiterate exactly whatever happened in that laughing fit. It's not like shit doesn't happen, but now it's that experience, one of them, there's been, like you said, million, you don't stay attached to them, but beside myself, I can feel now when that beside myself, it's like, oh, and the thing about the six and seven that you speak from so eloquently, yeah, I just offer it up. I really just, I I use my whole body to go, you know, and I call him the dude, dude, I don't know what to do with this. Drop the rock, all that. Here you go. And I'm, I do that. I do that with, I do that. And uh, by the grace, holy mackerel. And I love when I can go Pentecostal in some way when you speak, it's, it's on that just that spiritual yeah and then i go about vacuuming so thank you sweetheart i can't thank you enough i really can't thank Thank you you, thank you ruby yes well i like steps is six and seven in uh because it sort of captures the spirit of abandoning self yeah because in a way that's Obviously, you can't abandon what you are, but you can abandon something you're not, obviously, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I feel the, the, the activity of that abandoning of self is step six and seven, so yeah. Yeah, well, when I was in there, I hear people talk about becoming, and I was like, no, it's an unbecoming. Yes. It's an sure. unbecoming. I, it's unbecoming. I'm unbecoming. And they look at me like, well, and I'm like, I, I've got to drop this shit. Well, the thing is, if you look at it, if you look at selfing from the time quality, yeah, mm-hmm. it's always in the act of becoming, but it, it implies it already is. You see, that's the trick. So People, if they had an option, if there was options and people, but let's just say, if mm-hmm. uh, people had an option to, uh, during the day, uh, do you really want to become self today? More becoming of self? <laughs> and then you probably, well, I'd like to try something else. I mean, yeah. I've been becoming self for a long time. Yeah. So let's, uh, hey, let's try something new. But hey, we're a Comcast. We don't have those channels. So it's self, self, self. But no, when the selfing is is occurring and we're listening to it, we're listening to it as if we are self, you see. Mm -hmm. You see? So Mm -hmm. we don't even get the option of begging off, oh, I'd rather be in the unbecoming, you know, (laughs) arena of self instead of becoming self. But we're never even given that option. It's like you are, you were a self, you're going to be a self, therefore you are a self, and fucking spend the rest of your day trying to get out of it. (laughs) 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 Uh, 
So, <laughs> but that trick is all of a magical time quality. Yeah, I've seen it. I see, I've seen it. I just so I can say, I've seen I've seen selfing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. selfing implies something to already be so. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what it does. It says you're already fucked. So who wants to deal with that? <laughs> so let's keep drinking. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, you know, you, you know, whatever. Yeah. So basically, like the Course in Miracles would say, we see only the past. Well, exactly. Right. I would change it by saying we see from the past. Yes. Because the self is 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 a mythical character of the past. We think yes. we were one. Therefore, we're going to be one. And, and then it arrives at I am one. You see? Mm -hmm. So don't, mm -hmm. this is why, uh, <laughs> this is why you can't get out of an imaginary place. The imaginary <laughs> place is assumed to be so. So obviously, it's sort of a hostile environment. It's too hot or whatever. So there's a wanting to get out of it. Yeah. But the wanting to get out of it reinforces the reality that it, you are in it. You can't get out of it that way. I'm telling you. You can't get out of what you're not in. You cannot fucking you can't. get out of what No, you you're can't. Not in. Oh. But you can see you're not in it. That's the beauty. Yeah. So that's why we, we presented this idea of selfing because... <laughs> You are before whatever is going on. So you can see True. selfing. You can see it. You don't <laughs> have to look from it all day. You can actually see it. So when you see it, obviously, the whole engine is purring for one reason and one reason only. It attracts the fuel it needs, which is interest and attention. So the interest and attention keeps being given to it because we believe it's about us. When you weaken the us of it, yeah, then the interest and attention is open to be directed other places, yeah, which may enrich your day. Mm -hmm. Instead of enslave your day to self, you may enrich your day. Yeah, it's the same interest and attention. It's who's wielding it or what's wielding it, yeah. I've, I've been at the effect of the mental wielding of attention and interest. I mean, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah, simple. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Whoever, next call, you want to do one more or just end or whatever? Uh, I don't see any more hands, Paul. Want to say anything That's else good. or take advice? Yeah. yeah. That's good. I'm so happy for you know to be here and uh you know, Zoom is like the sum of us is is bigger than all the parts, you know? So there is a juice that occurs with us getting together. Yeah. So all right, let me say goodbye to, hey, there's Mike. Mike is uh, looking out, he's sitting in front of the window. I can see uh, the hills of San Francisco. Walter, Walter from Amsterdam. 
Yes. We got Paul. Nice to see you, Paul. I got to actually... I got a good shirt today. Hold on. Let's see. Right. Uh, believe. Yeah. All right. Uh, got you today, Paul. Yeah. Michael. Always a pleasure. Jacob. Nice to see you. Jack G. I'm not seeing you, but it looks pretty good there. We got Nikki from uh, Nikki. I can't say your last name. O'Connigan, O'Connigan, close. Nice to see you, Nikki. We got Jess. You still in Ireland, Jess? Yes. Nice still to see. Still in you. Ireland. All right. Good. Good. We got. Uh, let's see, Mike O. We got Justin. Justin, thanks for your uh, shares today. That was very nice. Kristen, Mickey, Carl, Joseph, always a pleasure, everyone here. Amy, this is like Murderer's Row. Uh, we got Leah, nice to see you, Leah. The person, whoever it was that we sent, was, was thankful for the retreat. So thanks for the donation. Skylar and her mom, there they are. Nice to see you. Yes, that's a dynamic duo. That's uh, we should just keep the camera on and see how that goes all day. <laughs> Carl, Carl from Savannah, Georgia. Nice to see you, Carl. Carl, you just don't hit me as a uh, someone from Savannah, Georgia. But that's just just my take. Amy, Sharon. Oh, we just lost Sharon somewhere. Oh, there she is. Sharon, nice to see you. We got F.I., Fee, and her husband there. He's gotten much smaller than before. Yeah, oh, there he goes. Got just grew. Stefan on having never left. Kaiser, as always. Nice to see you, Kaiser. Jeremy, yes. Always looking more relaxed than before. That's nice. Arnie, oh, Ann, Ann, Ann Kay. The bedrock of uh, the Zoom world for us. Helen, nice to see you, Helen. Yeah. We got Kana M. Nice to see you, Kana. Michael S. from Madeira. Nice to see you, Michael. I didn't hear from you, Michael. You must have got an answer. Ruby Rose. There she is in, Can in Wichita. Wow. Nice to see you, Ruby. We got Andy. Ben Ross. Yes, he's going out into the forest right after this. We got Bev, as always. Lance, I think it's Lance. Yes, Lance B. Uh, Susanna. Oh, Susanna W., how are you? Good, good to see you. We got Judy uh, Z from California. Lisa W., Maggie. Nice to see you, Maggie, as always. Uh, Jeffrey, Nina, Natina, Mina. Maybe it's Nina. I don't know which one. Tanya. Uh, hey, listen. Thank. Oh, Bev again. Yeah. Andy again. Thanks, everyone. It's a pleasure. I hope I see you again this week. And uh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. 
Stop recording, Mike, and stop the live on Facebook, and then I will allow people to unmute themselves. Got it. All right, you can unmute yourself if you'd like. Hey, Mike, you're still recording. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> 